Hi, I'm Abby, and this is the God is Always Good podcast. Welcome to the God is Always Good podcast. I am so glad you are here listening. Today we will be talking about how God can be good if he allows pain and suffering and also how you can find goodness in that pain and suffering. I want to introduce you to a special guest, Corinne Lowe, who will be sharing how she has seen God's goodness in her pain and suffering and how it can be good. Alrighty, so let's dive in. So welcome, Corinne. Hi, thank you. So I have a Hi, random question you. just to kind of get the conversation started. What has been your favorite part of today or this week? Um, I would say I've had two really fun classes. Um, today I am in both children's literature class and a Greek mythology class, and those are both fun because in one of my classes we just got to hear about Greek and theater, um, and then in my children's literature class we got to do a really fun writing exercise, so that was super fun for me. So what, in what ways have you kind of gone through pain and suffering or what has been the, I don't know, what would you consider the suffering and pain that you've gone through and how long has it been since you've been going through it or has been going on? Well, um, I'd say for a majority of my life, there was nothing that I really experienced that was, that I would call suffering um, until last year. Um, like specifically within my academic sophomore year. Um, I, so I have um, both general anxiety disorder and ADHD. Um, and so I had experienced anxiety attacks before, panic attacks before, but again, like I really wouldn't have called those suffering. You know, like I've never experienced the death of a family member um, and I had a really good childhood. And so, um, you know, I had different things with like my anxiety and stuff, but I had, I was surrounded by people who loved me. And so, but what happened sophomore year was I suddenly started, um, experiencing these tremors where my body would involuntarily, my head specifically would involuntarily start shaking. Um, and I would feel tired all of the time. They would happen five to 10 times a day. It got in the way of my schoolwork. And I just in general didn't know what was happening with my body. I felt really, really out of control. Um, and yeah, I felt I felt like for the first time in my life that I really was truly suffering. Um, just because I not only was going through something that affected me physically, mentally, and emotionally, but the fact that I didn't know what was wrong with me. I felt like I felt like the best way I could describe it, especially with the kind of like tremor aspect of it, is I felt like a broken machine. Um, but yeah, so it's been, but I, I have been getting better. Um, and it's been since I would say that season of my life really ended, um, or kind of like finished itself off during the summer. So, um, well, I guess you kind of described it. Were you like scared and like how, how so, like what, what was that like? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really, really scary. And I remember people, um, kept telling me, you know, like, oh, it's going to be okay. And like, 
You know, I, I kept running to people to try and be like, please help me. I don't know what I'm doing because like mentally too, like when you're wearing over and over and over within the suffering, within this cycle of, I feel like I'm broken. I don't know what to do. Um, you know, like you wear down all of the different coping skills that you had before. Um, and for me, it was just really scary. You know, I had to go get, I went and got, cause one doctor said that it might be seizures and that was really scary. Um, and then another doctor said it was subconscious and like that it was all in my head and I should just like not focus on it as much and do these affirmations. And like that helped a little bit, but it really didn't help. Um, so like all these different things that like we tried to see if that was it and it wasn't. And like, there were so many dead ends that came. So really it was just like, I thought I, I went, you know, like whenever you're sick and you go to Google and you're like, what is wrong with me? Like I, I, at points I thought I had a brain tumor, um, which wasn't anything a doctor said, but it was just all these different fears that were in my mind where I was like, uh, yeah, I just felt over and over, like there is something wrong with me and I want to fix it. I want to not be doing this. So, yeah. In what ways did you see God move in that suffering? Like in what ways did you see God, like the goodness of it when you were like terrified in the, in pain or however it felt like, right? how did you see God in that? Cause I don't know. I feel like there are many times where in life where you like are in that situation where you're like, going through suffering or in a lot of pain and you're just like why so how could you like see how he was good even in that for me it was always like it was never an instance of is God still good but am I still good enough to be here um I definitely felt like I didn't my biggest thing that I doubted was like, why is this happening, God? Like, I know that you're good. Like, I, you know, I think about the Psalms. Like, one of the reasons why I love the Psalms is how all the different psalmists, they like lay out all their problems to God and they're like, life sucks right now, God. Like, I am suffering. People are attacking me. I don't know what to do. It feels like you're not here. You said you're supposed to be. Um, but then, you know, they'd back it up with, but I know you're faithful. Um, so for me, it was just like a lot of ups and downs of like, you know, like, and like I kept running to things that I thought would comfort me, but didn't ultimately. So it was a lot of like running to friends. Um, yeah, just running to these people that care about me, that I was hoping that they would be able to give me some comfort, but that comfort didn't last. And like a couple of my friends ended up having to talk to me about, you know, like I, how I needed to seek professional help within the kind of anguish that I was in. Um, but then also like, you know, so many people were trying to say, kind of to band-aid it, I guess, and be like, oh, like, God's going to work it all out for good. Um, you know, it's going to be okay. God is faithful. God has got you. And I remember having so many moments of being like, okay, great. That's nice. But life still sucks right now. And I think that was one of the things that I learned the most about was just being like, learning how present God is. He isn't going to take you out of the circumstances that suck but he's going to be with you during them. Sin is real and sin exists and there's nothing we can do um, outside of the power of Christ to change that. Um, And so sitting here and saying, oh, I'm experiencing all these bad things. God must not be good anymore. I feel like is disregarding the fact that we live in a sinful, broken world Um, and trying to blame God for different things where I'll say that my tremors aren't my fault. 
I don't think that I sinned a really bad sin and brought this upon myself or that God was like, oh, I'm going to teach Corinne a lesson by causing her all this pain and suffering. Like, I really don't think that's what it was. But at the same time, it was able to reveal a lot of different things in my life that I wouldn't have known. And I will say, um, like during the summer, one of the things that helped all of that was that um, I was able to get on medication for my ADHD. Um, And after that, my tremors stopped completely. Um, And I was able to kind of finally come back to a balance. Um, And then through that, I was able to um, learn more about myself and the way that I worked because there wasn't something wrong with me. Um, I just was not properly treating the way that I worked. Um, and then it also, I think, revealed a lot about the community around me. It helped me find um, the people who really did care about me. Um, it revealed a lot, too, even in the aftermath of everything that went down, the people that were there for me because I wonder, like, out of compulsion almost, um, and then the people who have kept up with me in the good and the bad. Um, I I still look back and I wonder, you know, like, did I really have to experience all of that? Like, did, did I really have to experience it for that long and that much? So ultimately, um, I've realized in, in anything that happens in my life that um, it's not my place to question that. God is sovereign. God is in control. And I believe ultimately I would rather live believing and knowing that God has a plan for everything that goes on in my life then it's all up to me. Because if it were all up to me, I honestly don't know if I would be here today. And that's kind of what I have to say in relation to all of that. But That was really good. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I would agree with you on the thing that, that like God does have a plan for it and like he wasn't just like, oh yeah, I'm going to give this to her to teach her a lesson. It's like part of the broken world and it's like, but, and he knows that, but he's using it to teach you the things that, because I mean, he could have like not had you do it, but he knew like he wanted you to um, find him in that. And so. able to trust God even though it was like so hard I would I would be lying if I said that I did the whole time um like I can't get too fully into it but I I got into a really really dark place with wanting all the pain to stop and the different ways for the pain to stop that were in my control um that I knew weren't good options but at times they very much felt like the only option um and I yeah And I'd say that, like, it was only because of the friends that were surrounding me that were able to say, Corinne, like, God has a plan for you. And I know that sucks to hear. And I know that you don't believe that right now. But wake up tomorrow for God. Wake up tomorrow for, if, if you can't wake up tomorrow for yourself, wake up tomorrow for God. Be grumpy getting out of bed, but get out of bed. Um. And, and yeah, it was like only through the grace of God 
that I was able to trust God, which sounds weird, but, um, but yeah, I, I would say that I'm, I was, I am so blessed to have a strong community of believers around me. Um, shout out to Anderson university for being such a wonderful place full of gospel driven people. Um, but yeah, like I would say that it definitely was like, I, I would run to the Bible and I would, um, like go to community group. And I, I just had so many wonderful people who were able to check in on me and lead me to the gospel when my mind was too like short sighted to see that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's so cool. it is kind of cool to see how God provides and he always provides people that can like that are there for you. And that's why also to community is very important too. That like I've realized more and more yeah. like it really you need people. Um were there any verses that stuck out to you or helped you kinda understand God's goodness through it? Like were there was there anything that was like, yeah, this verse is like like a specific one. I know you talked about Psalms and how the, you really like those. So like, was there a Psalm that was like, or any other verse that really stuck out to you in that time? I mean, so two, there are two verses that are some of my favorites. Um, one of them is in first Peter, I believe. Um, yes, it's in first Peter five and it's first Peter five, six through 11. And I know that it's long, but it's, it, it's kind of my, like, I can go to this verse when I need encouragement about just about everything. It talks about being humble. It talks about casting your anxieties on God because he cares for you. It, it talks about the devil and how real it is that we are being attacked um, and how we must resist him. But, like, I would say probably verse 9 and 10, the resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Um, yeah, just like over and over in my brain, like like resist him firm in your faith. Like after you've suffered a little while and like the whole idea that my suffering, you know, like in the moment, it felt like years. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was sophomore year and it's over now. Um, and um yeah, like it, and especially to God, you know, our lives are but a speck on the continuum of time, and so um, it's crazy to look back on that. And then, and then two, um, I actually have this is like my tattoo that I have. Um, it's three lily of the valleys, um, and uh, it's based off of the Matthew six verse, the lilies of the field verse, and it talks about how they neither toil nor spin, and yet Solomon in all his glory is not arrayed like one of these. Um, and it talks about how if God so clothes the lilies, how much more will he clothe you? And it talks about how, like, if God feeds the sparrows, how much more will he give you everything that you need? Because he knows what you need. Um, and just this idea that um, I am clothed in, I connect it to Proverbs 31 with she is clothed in strength and dignity. Um, and I did not feel strong and I did not feel dignified when I was going through that. And so connecting those is I need not worry to make sure that I'm being strong 
I don't need to worry that I'm making sure that I'm being dignified because those are things that God has already graciously given me. So on my tattoo, it's the three flowers. Each has a leaf with strength, dignity, and then I have gladness on there as well because that's also something that God will give me in the middle of my circumstances. Um, and it says how much more on a big leaf on the bottom. But yeah, so like those those ideas stuck with me. Um, I remember one thing that stuck with me in particular too was something a friend said to me once, whereas everybody else was like, you know, God's going to work all things for good. God still loves you. And those were all things that I knew, but not things that I believed in, in the moment. Um, <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe them now. Um, and I whole, I, I think I, I knew them and I, I was a Christian then and I believed them then, but it's just hard when you're in the middle of something like that to, you know, live that out. Yeah. Um, but something someone told me once, rather than being like, oh, it's going to be okay. They said, um, they, they brought up the devil and they brought up how real he is and how he does not cause pain and suffering to people that he is not threatened by. So they, he's, um, my friend said that um, if you weren't someone that was going to do great things for the Lord, I don't believe that you would be suffering right now. And not, that's not to say that if you're not suffering, you're not doing great things, but that's to say like, he's like, the devil could be threatened by you, you know? And like that, I feel like, especially being a person that can be like powered by spite sometimes I'm like, yeah, like I don't, I'm not going to let the devil win in this. Like, no, like I need to suffer in Christ and push through, um, in order that, um, because obviously God still has a plan for me, you know, like I was going through all this stuff and, you know, considering all sorts of dark things that I, I didn't understand why my story didn't just end, but there was a reason for that. And there's a reason why I'm still here. And there's a reason that I, yeah, there's a reason that, um, I was going through those things and not something different. And so, yeah, those are kind of the, often I can't remember specific verses where I'll like read the Bible throughout a season, but like, it's more of like the ideas that come from them that I, that really stick with me. So, but I don't know, I guess, could you list again, like, a few specifics of like what exactly God gave you like I mean I guess he gave you friends right. that were to help you but was there anything else that was like I don't know it didn't have to be something physical yeah. it's just kind of like I definitely say it gave me a lot more like you know I can't remember the exact verse but there is a verse that talks about how um suffering brings about endurance and endurance brings about character um and I definitely think that um because of this, it's caused me to really um, invest in good therapy and invest in um, better um, coping skills and better um, self-awareness so that I don't have to get into that place again. Um, but then also just, I think one of the things that's helped me so much is that, you know, often in these situations, um, especially things that have to do with your body that are very physical symptoms, I've learned a lot about how my body is giving warning signs. So if it weren't for this kind of like red alert alarm, um, I wouldn't have the ADHD medication that I have now. And that has not only caused the tremors to stop, but it's helped me in all of my classes. Like it's helped me to focus better. It's helped me to manage my time better. It's helped me to do like anything 
big or small, like not like, it's not like magic or anything. I still struggle with different things having to do with ADHD or anxiety, but like had there not been this kind of big alarm moment, I wouldn't have started taking the medication at all probably. And so like being able to learn more about how ADHD works. And then even through that, I think like I've learned my passion for, like it was because of the sensory issues that I had that left, caused me to leave my other job. And it wasn't because of, if it, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have wanted to do children's literature. And so there are so many dominoes, so many dominoes. So I really like and I'm the kind of person that loves to sit there and look back at my life and look back at God's authorship in that and just be like, oh my goodness, like if that hadn't happened, this wouldn't have happened and then this wouldn't have happened and then all of this different stuff. And so I've just seen so much of like, wow, like this has caused me to really take a big step back into taking better care of myself and recognizing like, okay, what are the things that I can do like to feel better? Um, because, you know, like I said, like it impacted all these sort of things. Like it didn't just impact me emotionally. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of helped me to learn to listen to my body a lot more. Like if I'm tired and I need to take a nap, I've got to take a nap now rather than kind of continually letting myself burn out and then like kind of have the physical reaction of that. Yeah. Um. If you were to tell others who are going through something similar or the same thing or anything different, what would you tell them? And what would your advice be to them um, to help them kind of see why God is good even in the pain and suffering? Um, I would definitely say, um, A, I've actually had one of the things that I've also gotten out of this is I've actually had a conversation with someone who had um, physical symptoms towards their anxiety. And I was able to relate with them in that, where I was able to say, yeah, like I've, like I totally get the feeling like everything is out of control. And so I'm able to have this opportunity to say like, I've been through it and I've made it out. And so I have faith that you will too. Um, and then also um, I bring up the suffer and be strong and I bring up, um, and that's the thing where I'm like, I would definitely try and figure out what was at the root of them not thinking God was good. Were they thinking God wasn't good because life wasn't going their way? Because I think that that's an entirely different issue than God being good or not. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like, I would point them to Job. Um, yeah. Because I remember I read that book right before 2020. And so I had just soaked in all of this, like, because the whole point of the book is not God allows suffering because it's who are we to question God's goodness? Who are we to sit here and decide who should and should not experience suffering? Um, and I think that's where it is, where it's like, God is good regardless of what happens on earth. What happens on earth is is a result of sin and the brokenness of the world. And you can sit there and talk about how like, you know, like sin, like God could have just not had sin happen at all. And like all of this stuff. Um, but one of my things is that this is the reality that we are in and God is with us through that. 
And that alone, I think, shows how good and loving he is. Um, and I would say, like, yeah, I would, I would definitely go into, is, is this a control issue? Is this a you don't see an end of, of light to the tunnel? Um, and I would ask, would you rather live in a world thinking that God didn't control any of it or trusting that he does? And not to say that that would determine whether or not control, God controlled all of it, because I believe he does control all of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, w- I would say, like, there are so many aspects to God's goodness there. Like, is it like a um, bad things are happening to good people kind of a thing? Um, I remember uh, growing up, uh, there was a kid at my church who died at nine from brain cancer and he was one of the kindest most christ-loving wonderful kids he would have taken over the world like he was so talented so sweet so amazing um and i remember his death being something that just i I would never have seen coming um but i also have seen the beautiful and wonderful um like i don't Um, the beautiful and wonderful conversations that I've been able to have with other people about that and how um, the girls in a small group that I led were able to further understand God's love for them and the hope that we have in heaven because we were able to grieve over the same person. Um, And like, I, I, I love talking about inside out, but like one of the main points of that is how sadness is not something that we should um, seek to get rid of, but something that really will bond us together. And often I think people see suffering in the same way is that they're like, why is it here? It's so stupid. Why can it just not happen without seeing the way that it bonds people together and the way that it causes us to understand what we are leaning on? And again with an emphasis on the fact that we will never fully understand it. Mm, that's good. I really like that. Thanks for sharing about all that. Okay, well, I think that is all the questions I have for today. So thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for listening to the God is Always Good podcast. I hope this was helpful for you in your daily walk with the Lord. And remember, God is always good.